Putting your faith in one man can often lead to devastating results. Both of the films we will be exploring today show that individuals will put their own agenda in front of the safety of others. In Jaws, the mayor opens the beach knowing full well that a shark attack is imminent, and in Jurassic Park, the head of security works alone so he can steal samples without a trace. This is the Crossroads Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. And I'm Ryan. This week, we will be discussing Jaws and Jurassic Park, both directed by Steven Spielberg. Let's uh, start with the older one. Let's go with Jaws. All right. Uh, Jaws came out in 1975. It was the first major release by Steven Spielberg and basically the first blockbuster. I think it was the first movie to exceed $100 million in ticket sales. And in the 70s, that's a that's ton, a ton of, money. of money. People were literally lining up around the block to, to get in to see this movie. And this movie was PG when it came out, and watching it now, it feels like it should be rated R. Well, to be fair, the PG-13 rating didn't exist yet. Yep. That's probably the main reason why it's PG. Oh, for sure. And it's because of this and Temple of Doom that the PG-13 rating yeah. was implemented. Yeah, not for another like five or six, maybe even almost ten years later. But it was... Mid-80s, yeah. around the time Gremlins came out. Yeah, it, it took a while for it to be there, but if there's nothing between PG and R, mm. you, you kind of need a buffer there. I yeah, because you can go from Goonies to Jaws and still be PG. Yeah, which is so. insane. But this movie stars Richard Dreyfus, Roy Schreider, uh, Robert Shaw, I believe was his name. Yes. Um, it's about a small town being haunted by a shark. And uh, the mayor knows full well that the shark is in the water on the beaches attacking citizens. And he still decides to open the beach for the 4th of July, uh, basically the biggest weekend for tourism and money. And a little boy tragically gets eaten. And they hire a fisherman to go get the shark. Yeah. It's, there's not like a, this movie's about the characters. The plot yeah. is pretty straightforward, but it's, it's these three-dimensional characters, especially those main three guys, the sheriff, uh, Hooper, and then uh, plot is pretty straightforward in this movie. It's the characters you're really here for. Uh, the, the sheriff, Hooper, who's Roy Schreider, the science, or sorry, the sheriff, Brody, who is uh, Roy Roy Schreider, the the scientist Hooper who comes in, and that's uh, Richard Dreyfus, and then Quint, the the crazy old sailor who's uh, uh, Robert Shaw, and they're they're all really great characters. Yeah, they're all cast perfectly for their roles, and their on screen chemistry is top notch. Yeah, like, it's, they all work really well together. Yeah, there's some stories about how. Uh, Robert Shaw would really antagonize Richard Dreyfus whenever they weren't together. Like, if they were just the two of them in a room, they'd get along just fine. But any time anyone else was around, Shaw was just a massive dick to him. And I think that was kind of a bit of, uh, like, method acting. He's trying to... Because those two guys do not like each other at all. And since Dreyfus was a pretty newcomer to acting and Shaw had been acting for 50 years, I think he took it upon himself to kind of be a dick a little bit, but that comes across in the movie. Yeah, that really shows on screen because every time they're both working together or yeah. have dialogue together, it's always they're always bickering and yeah. arguing about the proper way to do things. In like a really natural way too, where yeah. it feels like these guys, even though in real life, in the, in the movie, they've only known each other for probably like a day or two. You can always tell that they just do not like each other, but they they have a common goal. Yeah. Well, one of them wants to get the shark and yeah. study him essentially yeah and then quint just wants to kill the shark yeah he doesn't really care what happens to it after that he just yeah. wants his he money he wants his too. money <laughs> quint is one of the best characters ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, upon re-watching this it's been quite a long time since i've seen it and 
all these characters just shine on yeah. screen. They're all fleshed out. They're they all feel like real people. Oh yeah. So there's I guess the kind of the theme we're getting at here is that, you know, it's important to uh, to pay attention to scientists and to wait to reopen when is <laughs> when necessary. That sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, I wonder where where we came that, with that idea from. Uh, there's there's a whole bit in the first half of this movie, basically, where the mayor just really wants to keep the beaches open. Doesn't want anyone to know what's going on. That's the main plot for the yeah. first half of this movie. Yeah. And it's until that the tragedy on the beach happens where they kind of shift the plot to let's get this shark. Yeah. It's it's because the mayor knows what's going on. He's still encouraging people to go swimming. And he's still encouraging people to go to the beach. You know. He like forces his friend to like get in the yeah, water. Which he's is like, insane. Why aren't you in the water? Go, go in the water. And then immediately everyone yeah. dives right in. And then comes running right back out. <laughs> it's, it's munched on. But this movie has a very long legacy. Like oh, yeah. When it came out, people were scared to go swimming. Yeah. Even in lakes. Yeah. Sharks we're, are typically not found. I mean, they, they used a... They, I mean, there was some amount of actual shark footage, but for the most part, they used this famously malfunctioning uh, animatronic shark that just didn't do anything yeah but it looks great on screen oh yeah even what 35 40 years now it looks phenomenal yeah, on screen nearly 50 years later it looks amazing on screen it's it's, it's super it's effective. scary too yeah. like at the end when the shark is taking down the fisher boat it it looks legit and you really you connect with the characters at this oh, point yeah. you're fearing for their lives and this shark is you don't know where it's going to pop up I'm uh, I'm not super great with water, so <laughs> so this uh, this movie really, like really it's very very effective to me. Like just the idea of being stuck on basically what, what amounts to a tiny fishing boat. If Yorka can easily be crewed by those three guys, two of whom don't have a ton of sailing experience. Yeah, it's 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 a small fisher boat. It's yeah. enough for two people to go fishing comfortably for a couple yeah. days, yeah. and mm. it just gets decimated by the shark. Yes. It's amazing this was someone's like first major film. And you can really see the building blocks for what would become uh, Close Encounters, Jurassic Park, yeah. all his hits, E.T. Yeah. He has, I mean, he has like the trifecta. He's great with actors. He knows where to put the camera and he's amazing at shooting action. And, you know, Spielberg's not the only reason why this film succeeds. John Williams' score oh, is the definitive yeah. thing it's that sets so this movie weird. apart from the iconic theme to just the tension building music in the other scenes yeah. even just, uh the beach scene there's no music and it just feels so real you feel like you're part of that scene yeah uh, john williams won best score at the oscars for this and it, i think it's very well deserved it's it's interesting because you can listen to it on its own and it's pretty cool but it really elevates the material yeah i i listen to the the score like maybe once a year just to hear the iconic theme and it, it holds up but watching it on screen in that opening scene and even the later scenes it's it yeah. just elevates everything to a whole new level yeah, just those two notes the e and f just dun, 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 yeah dun, dun. i mean there's a reason why everyone uses that like a shorthand for there's something coming around like yeah that. i mean it's iconic yeah. at this point like even if you've never seen jaws you know that's the theme song oh from absolutely jaws. And John Williams also scored Jurassic Park, and we'll get to that. But, I mean, there's a reason why he's been nominated for more Oscars than any other person. And he's done almost every major franchise, too. At this point, yeah. Star Wars, um, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't think he ever did Batman, but I mean, he's done. No, Danny Elfman did. Danny Elfman did Batman. And Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And I mean, he's done. Countless yeah. roles. I mean, his stuff on Star Wars alone is incredible. And he's won, I believe, five Oscars for score. He hasn't won in a while, but he's. Well deserved. Yeah. He's a. He's. He found exactly where he needs to be, and mm-hmm. he just pumps out these incredible, incredible pieces. And they're of music. all iconic. It's, yeah. it's like he can do no wrong. Yeah, even um, even his score for Home Alone is, I think, just oh, he true. did Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know we're, that. Yeah, we're getting way off topic yeah. here, but <laughs> I mean, just the, the the without the score, Jaws doesn't work half as well as it does with it. No, not at all. I mean, the movie is very good. The cinematography is fantastic. Performances are great. The action is is breathtaking but that score really elevates everything going on the best part of this movie i'd have to say is the script though because without these characters being so fleshed out it's not nearly as terrifying and yeah. this is a movie like i went in knowing again i haven't watched it in like 20 years but i went in knowing it's a shark movie but as you watch it, it slowly turns into a horror movie oh yeah and it almost feels like a slasher flick yeah, I can totally see that. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, like, the shark is the slasher, and he's getting these fishermen. <laughs> yeah. There's... It's really yeah. effective. I mean, there were, like, a dozen uncredited writers in this movie. There are, I think, only two credited writers, but so many people came in and just did drafts or just did individual scenes, which... It's based uh, yeah. on a novel, too. Yes. Did you read the novel? I did not. Uh, it's not too similar, even though the original writer is one of the two credited screenwriters. Interesting. The other was someone who was hired on as an actor and then was asked to take a look at the script. And oddly enough, every, every revision, he reduced his part in the movie. Do you know which actor it was? He's um he's one of the, the guys in the ferry with uh, with Schreier as he comes or with Boat, uh, okay. with Sheriff Brody as, he com- as he's coming in. He only has two or three lines in the finished film. <laughs> well, why did you come in and reduce your own part? Well, he's not really needed. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone on that ferry had their part, and yeah. except the mayor. Like, you don't need to see them again. No. Although you see them again in, in Jaws 2. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the sequels. They're they're not great. Yeah, they're, they don't need to exist. The, the only thing that's funny is that the mayor in Jaws 1 is still the mayor in Jaws 2, which, you know, well, it's important to vote, guys. <laughs> Well, that answers my next question was, <laughs> would you watch Jaws 2? No. You have, I but have. it's <laughs> not worth it. it. So I'll take your advice and just stick with yeah, the first they, one. They, they continue to follow the Brody family, which is weird, even though the last one takes place at SeaWorld. It's, yeah. People just, they think people want to follow the same characters. Yeah. And with a movie like Jaws, it's not necessary. No. Like, we've seen their story. It's over. Show me someone new. Yeah, even... um. Like, why yeah. do these sharks keep going after the Brody family? <laughs> there, one of them is about, like, the shark taking revenge, or another shark Isn't taking revenge. Isn't that Jaws 4, the revenge? Yes, yeah. I think so, yes. Um, one of them is in 3D, and it, I think it's the same one that stars Michael Caine. Michael Caine doing, like, a bad American accent. He said he never saw the, pe- he never saw the finished film, but he did see the house that it paid for. So, <laughs> I should watch the sequels just to watch them. I feel like I'm kind of missing a part of history here. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's no reason to watch those. But the original is fantastic. It's a masterpiece. It, oh, absolutely. I'd give it a solid nine and a half out of ten. Easy. Yeah. There's there's very little room for improvement. There's very little fat on the bone here. It's just it's exceptional, and 
what's interesting is that normally if someone hits out of the park that well, you don't ever really touch that those heights again. But Spielberg has hit Spielberg those same kept, heights. He kept escalating until yeah. I'd say Jurassic Park's his climax. I mean, I think since then he's done comparable work. It just he's done more drama than anything yeah. else. And I'm not saying his things after Jurassic Park are bad. Yeah. Just his he peaked. Yeah. And he kind of plateaued for a bit, and then I think he kind of started to phone it in a little. Yeah. Towards, oh, the Bridge of Spies now. is is I think up there with some of his previous work from the '90s. I mean, and then you have something like uh, Schindler's List, which is an, it's oh, yeah. entirely a class of its own. Yeah, that you can't even just put in the same category. No. I mean, there's. But then he yeah. did stuff like Ready Player One. Yeah. Which that's kind of which he, he phoned it in and maybe BFG. <laughs> yeah, I think he just wanted to work with uh, his friends on those yeah. ones. Which you know, but if you've earned your laurels, you can invest yeah, on them. <laughs> at some point, you just got to do what you want to do. Yeah. So let's trim the fat on Jaws and move on to Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. This was 93. 1993. Yeah. The first original Jurassic Park starring Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Laura Dern and what's the as name? Alan Grant. It, uh, I can see Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Sam Neill as Alan Grant. And again, um, fantastic casting all around here as well. Uh, they offered Harrison Ford the role that Jeff Goldblum plays. I can't he, see him. Yeah, he turned that. it down. He said, "I don't think I'm right for this role." And after he saw the premiere, Harrison Ford said, "I was correct." Yeah, I, I mean, I think he would have been a better job, or done a better job as Grant. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have done well as Malcolm at all. No, no, Jeff Goldblum was born for that. Role. Yeah, he's so good in it. <laughs> I, I like Jeff Goldblum a lot. Yeah, he's so. one of my favorite actors. He's kind of goofy, but also fun. Yeah. So. Dr- I'm sure everyone has seen Jurassic Park, but it's about a a park, an amusement park of sorts that has real life dinosaurs that they brought back to life using bioengineering. And after the security turns to shit, they all break free and terrorize the guests. Yeah. And one thing I love about this movie that I didn't love when I was a kid, because I probably saw this for the first time when I was too young to see it. I was probably like um eight or nine when i first saw it and for for me it as a kid it took forever to get to a dinosaur even though it's only like 20 minutes in that felt like forever to me yeah because as a kid you're expecting oh this is a dinosaur movie and what are these humans doing here but watching it this time the pacing of this movie is perfect honestly i like it more before the dinosaurs show Mm -hmm. up i like watching and learning about these characters and you learn everything you need to know about the dinosaurs through their dialogue yeah. in the first half, and then it takes that information and flips it to where they need to use it to survive. Yeah, it's and a movie that's that, brilliant writing. It is. It's a movie that is not afraid to have characters give plot points in the dialogue scenes that you never get to see visually, even though the visuals are fantastic in this film. The visuals, 20 years... 25 years later yeah. wow this movie's old 25 <laughs> years later this these special effects still look phenomenal yeah a lot of it is they they mix techniques mm-hmm. they'd use practical effects and then they augment that with digital stuff they'd use different different gags for different takes and i think that fools your brain a little bit into thinking it's, it's a real thing uh that shot where sam neill sees the dinosaurs for the first time yeah. is his actual reaction to seeing the animatronic dinosaurs yeah i mean like I, if yeah. I saw that on set, I would be flabbergasted. Yeah, and I mean Ian, whereas um, Jeff Goldblum, I, I conflate the two because he's he's born to play that part. You're absolutely right, but like he just 
he's he's not a, a dinosaur scientist. He's a I think he studies chaos theory, but he's just like he knows enough to be awed by that as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that's got to be awe-inspiring for anybody. Yes. Like these animals that went extinct 60,000 years ago yeah. are up and moving and alive in front of you. We also haven't mentioned Richard Attenborough who plays John Hammond who who owns the park and is putting up all the money for everything. And one thing I hadn't noticed until this viewing is that when he's away from the guests, when it's just him and his employees, he's kind of a dick. Like all of that, all that showmanship disappears, and he just—he's kind of a you know, workhorse. He wants a lot more from his employees than than they probably can give. Yeah, he he wants to cut corners and save as much money as possible and get the park up and running mm-hmm. as quick as possible. Even though as soon as the cameras are on or anyone's paying attention, he's like we spared no expense, spared no expense, but you, you spared lots of expenses. Oh yeah, guys. yeah, it's it's all for show. The yeah, it's he wants the the audience. He yeah. wants people to flock to his island. He wants to make that money. Yeah, and when everything goes haywire, he shouldn't have spared any expense. Yeah, and that's. One of the reasons why I think, as an adult, I I dislike Nedry less. I still think he's a bad guy, but I can kind of see where he's coming from a yeah, little bit. He, like they they treat him like crap, yeah. and they overwork him. He's probably working like he's working by himself yeah. too. Working sixty, eighty hour weeks in the middle of fucking nowhere. You know, like <laughs> yeah, he spends all his time on that island. Yeah. He, all of them have to live on that island. Yeah, and like they have catering, but he has to eat his lunch from the vending machines and all this stuff. Like. Yeah, I mean, he's not a great dude, but I can understand. Like, if some you're part of, of a team, does. you gotta work as a team. Yeah. you can't outcast the security guy. Yes, he's if anything, he's number one. Yes, and, and when he leaves, you see why you should have treated him better. The scene when he disappears and he, he <laughs> he's pretending to go to the vending machines, but he's got his raincoat on. It's like you suck at this espionage stuff, dude. He, but nobody notices because he's just in the background. Yeah. And then also Samuel L. Jackson as the other programmer. I totally forgot he was in this yeah. movie until rewatching it, because he's playing so far against type. Because mm. normally he's you know this he's the action guy. You know he shouts, he runs. Even in his seventies, he runs all over the place. He's built like a truck. You know he's so much charisma. We're in this. He's quiet. He barely leaves his chair. He's just sitting there, chain he's smoking. Quiet scientist who kind of just watches over everything. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting turn, and he's great in it too. Like you think that he's still a part of type he wouldn't be that good but he's great in it i think samuel jackson is very underrated oh, a lot of people like him but we don't really talk about how good he is very yeah. often because he tends to play similar characters a lot because he, he likes to play those characters mm-hmm. and he's been basically and just, that's what he's good at yeah, but he's i like printing. seeing him in more dramatic roles he's been printing money as nick fury for you know a decade yeah. and a half at this point so he j- literally just has to sell action figures yeah. at this point yeah i mean again if you've if you've set your laurels you can rest on them you've you've earned that position that's fine uh i get it but i mean every once in a while he, you just find this performance by him like oh i've forgotten how good an actor you are the pacing in this movie yes. it starts as a really good like sci-fi family film and very educational too all the facts are very accurate at the time we've yeah. learned a lot since then, since then. <laughs> and even while filming they yeah. learned a lot um i looked this up earlier actually spielberg wanted the raptors to be 10 feet tall yeah. but at the time they were only believed to be about four foot but they just weren't scary enough yeah so against the scientists wishes they're like all right we'll do it 10 feet tall and then they discovered a 10 foot tall raptor yes so i remember uh, that's a uh, very interesting i was not able to get into this class but a bunch of my friends were able to get into a dinosaurs class i think my senior year and they 
they were all of them told me that story separately because it's such a cool story. That, it's great. That it's not a velociraptor, but there was a raptor that basically behaved like that. Uh, they were more feathery than we like to believe our dinosaurs to be. But. Well, now we we know that they <laughs> tend they may have most likely evolved into birds yes. and chickens and yeah. feathered creatures. But I, I think they're less scary if they have feathers somehow. For sure. <laughs> Although emu are pretty terrifying, so. But yeah, so this movie starts as a nice, fun family film, and then in almost one scene, it just flips into a survival horror. Yeah. It's literally terrifying at times. Oh, yeah. I think the scene that that's kind of scared me a bit was when she was in the basement with the, the electrical stuff. Yeah. And the, the raptor just comes out mm -hmm. of nowhere. Yeah. That's one of the most effective bits. We didn't actually... Um, in Jaws, we didn't touch on one of my other favorite jump scares oh, ever. Oh, the head. With the head out of the boat. like uh, Gets me every time. Yeah. The, Spielberg went back and used his own money to reshoot that uh, well after production because he didn't think he, he got it good enough. Mm -hmm. And the studio didn't. Th they thought it was fun. So he went back and, and, uh, and did that. And I think that kind of attention to detail is what yeah. makes Spielberg Spielberg. I love showing that scene to people who haven't seen it. Yeah. Because you, you don't expect it even though you should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the same thing, same thing here. Like you should be expecting. I don't think these are cheap jump scares because there there's enough setup to allow for them. And it's the raptor's head just pops out, and that's one of the animatronic ones. But it looks so good up close. And I think part of what adds to that jump scare being so effective is the tension building up to that with the the electrical f yeah. Yeah, the electrical fence cross cutting with her flipping the switches. Oh yeah, and. Then the kid gets off the fence. Tension's gone. Raptor comes. Yeah, because like you, you let your guard down. Yeah, because you both want the the fence to to stay down so that Tim can get down. But you want the fence to go back up so that she's safe. So you don't really know which way you want it to go. You're rooting yeah. for two different people. Yeah, and it's it's so cool. And the, the movie's a masterclass of suspense and action. And it, it's just it's exceptional. But, I mean, it was the top grossing movie. For years after it came out, it was top grossing this year, a couple months ago. This and Jaws were back to drive-ins, oh, and both of them became the highest-grossing movie of the year. No, I because mean because nothing's been nothing's out. been out, but also they're great movies. Yeah, but it's just awesome to see these classics forty and twenty-five years later yeah. just still booming just in money. Brilliant films that have really stood the test of time. Do you think in 50 years these movies are still going to be talked about? Well, I mean, Jaws basically is almost 50 years later. But 50 years from now, I think I don't think it'll be too far off the mark. I mean, they're That's great awesome. films. They hold up very well. Yeah. And the biggest complaint with movies now, like after five years, oh, that CGI looks awful. But these, they're mostly yeah. practical effects. They don't suffer from that. And yeah. they still look great. If you just remaster it in 4K or even anything higher it's still gonna look great there's only a handful of uh of cgi effects in jurassic park and i think because they spent so much time on it it looks good i mean mm. I, I believe that um george lucas handled most of that himself that makes sense he's great with visual effects yeah. and plus uh spielberg had to go into pre-production for schindler's list so he was focused on something that was way less fun um, but i think he saw that as a you know a really important thing to do yeah and i, I get it i mean it's it's a very important thing to know about. It's an important thing to remember. It's important. It's a very important film, but it's a different thing than uh, Jurassic Park. I'm sure we'll discuss that at some, at some point. point. I'm sure, yeah. But I'm I sure mean, we'll do most Spielberg flicks. I mean, Spielberg is. We've just accepted that he's so good mm -hmm. that 
he's miles ahead of everyone else that we're just kind of okay with that like, no, we yeah, forget like, how good he is I see a trailer and it says directed by Steven Spielberg I'm like alright well that's a guaranteed nine yeah I mean he's even his misfires are usually better than most people doing yeah, the like, best as much as I didn't care for Ready Player One I know a ton of people who absolutely loved it so yeah he always hits the mark with the majority of his audience yeah my, my big question is why is he making a remake of West Side Story, but that's a totally different... Sure, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be bad. I just, like, I don't think it necessarily needs to happen. But uh, what do you think of the Jurassic Park sequels? Um, I've only seen two and three. I have not seen either of the Jurassic World films. Did you like two and three? I love two. I think for a while I liked two more than I liked one. Two's a... It's... I love seeing the T-Rex in yeah. San Diego. Or yes. L.A. Uh, San Diego, I, think, I think it's I think. San Diego. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't add anything, but it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. The movie is. I think I was like eleven or twelve when it came out, which is the perfect time for that movie to come out when you're a kid. Yeah, and just... I remember I had the VHS and I watched it all the time. And then my first DVD ever was Jurassic Park Three, so I just <laughs> I watched the hell out of it. Yeah, Three is not near as good as one or two. It's it's a fun adventure though. Yeah, Two is more of an action film but yeah. the body count is significantly higher and i think that is what appealed to me when i was a kid because oh, there's that scene sure. when they're running through the the long grass that the raptors have taken over and i mean there must be like 15 guys go down in that one scene alone and it's i just, gotta watch that oh. again and then jurassic world and jurassic world 2 just yeah. they're not I great have, i have not seen them i know that ian malcolm appears in jurassic world 2 but i'm not sure how long he's in the movie uh anymore. it's pretty much everything in the trailer oh that's a shame yeah. it's worth watching because it sets up for some crazy stuff if they do a third yeah i won't spoil it for anyone but i hope the third one's good I think um, two is also great because you do get more jeff goldblum mm-hmm. and he's i'll always watch yeah, jeff goldblum the leash has been taken off a little bit he gets to kind of be more jeff goldblumy <laughs> it's always a plus in my yeah book. oh yeah his weird staggering delivery of lines and Life. he always he feels afraid nicely yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's probably a good actor to work with uh, you uh, got anything else i think we should just kind of uh briefly you know discuss the theme that we had been yeah. working around the idea that you know it's it's good to pay attention to scientists it's good yeah to, uh, <laughs> yeah so we were discussing that you know past episodes we kind of have a theme and we always forget to touch on it because we get too excited so <laughs> Yeah, we're so. two movie nerds. We like to talk about movies. <laughs> yeah. So, little, little political theme here. Like, as we're getting ready to reopen the country, like schools and malls and gyms, and just against every scientist order around here. Like, we can look to these two classic films that, that's kind of like the inciting incident for mm-hmm. both, both uh, situations in this movie, and we can just learn from it. Like, yeah. Both of these movies have a significant body count because of just accountability. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to take accountability, and it's all about money. Yeah, it's what it boils down to. Yeah, and you know, it's both films do have triumphant endings, which is nice. But you know, not all the good people make it out alive, which, which I think is, is very more, unfortunate. Yeah, which is more true, I think, in Jurassic Park. I think you know more named characters. All the, except for Quint, basically everyone else in Jaws is just like an unnamed character. Yeah, like the cop, yeah. the mayor, the scientist. Yeah. Uh, like I'm not good with names, and yeah. I only remember anyone Quint. outside of those three characters is basically just a caricature. Yeah. Back then. 
but I, I think I mean it's a great movie. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not shitting on it at all. The movie's fantastic. Uh, but Jurassic Park has a lot more developed characters who don't make it, and it's uh, it's a little sad. It, it, it ends on a happy note, but there's a tinge of sadness to it. Yeah, and we don't want that to happen no. in real life. No, we do not. You know, things are things are a little rough out there. We're trying to do our best to provide a little bit of entertainment to people. You know, using our small little podcast. Yeah. to, you know, bribe people's week for thirty minutes a day. Yeah, or thirty minutes a week. Thirty minutes a week. Uh, thirty minutes a day. I'm not sure I have that kind of time. I don't. But, do. <laughs> Maybe in 30, the future. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes a week. I can definitely do, and it's great to. Uh, you it's know, great to, to sit down and talk, and yeah, you know, hopefully people listen. And yeah. If know, not, it's just fun to do. These are some big movies. We've also tried to talk about some smaller films and or some forgotten gems. Yeah. Not everything is a, is a blockbuster. But yeah. And once new movies do start coming out, we'll be doing newer movies and hopefully yeah. gaining more traction. Yeah, um, you know, it's a weird time to be uh, talking about some of these movies because nothing new has come out, yeah. aside from a handful of things we have talked about, but not a ton has come out, come out lately. Yeah, so hopefully we can get some, like, video-on-demand stuff. Yeah, So keep an eye out on some newer stuff. That's all I got. Um, anything you want to add, Ryan? Uh No, I think I've, I've said everything I have to say. You know, cool. These are good movies. I highly recommend people check out I either recommend- one of them every Jurassic Park movie even Jurassic World 1 and 2 are both they're watchable not not good by any means but watchable and yeah. Jaws just the first one just the do. first one uh, Jurassic Park 1 2 I would give maybe a 7 out of 10 I still really like it but it's not as good I loved it as a kid and haven't seen it since yeah it's the body count is higher there's more action but it's not nearly as tight a script and that's part of the problem but yeah one and two are, are fun. Jaws is definitely worth your time. It's a very good summer movie. So we're still uh, in the heat of summer right now. So, yeah. Cool. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.